Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. We're here today to put the her in maturity. Oh, are we? We are. My name is Summer Yeager. But and not the he in maturity. No, obviously. Maturity. It's the her. Mature her. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the her comes before the he in maturity. Anyway, my name is Summer Yeager. <laughs> I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I was going to tell you something about toothpaste, but instead I'm going to tell you something about my sunglasses. Well, now I want to know about both things. <laughs> okay, then I'll tell you about both. But number one, when I decided to be super cheap and go online and buy my sunglasses from China, which uh-huh. I did, no shame, um, I got really ridiculous ones. They are they are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I laughed as I bought them. As I was like, <laughs> it totally even make sense. check out now. I was like, these, when I put these on, what is this? Because they are straight up 1995 Catwoman glasses with thick black frames. I mean, thick right black frames. Like, you do. You be. have kind of a you you sort of have a thing with unusual sunglasses. I do. You yeah. pull them off well. I do. And you know what's hilarious is as I bought them, Kate, my oldest, was sitting next to me and she was like. <laughs> Everybody at Starbucks is going to keep commenting on your glasses now <laughs> because they do. Because they usually do. Whenever I roll, if I'm in a drive-thru, which is not that often, but whenever I am. What they say in Dutch Brothers? At Dutch Bros, they tell me, those are so cute. Where'd you get them? And I'm like, I don't know. China. I got them from China because <laughs> I'm not willing to spend a lot of money on sunglasses or almost anything. So <laughs> um, the thing about toothpaste. Oh, yeah. And I have thought about this every Every day, almost twice a day, since someone told me, because I think about it whenever I'm brushing my teeth. So when toothpaste was first invented, when you put it in your mouth and you brushed and you moved it around, Mm -hmm. sorry, it did not bubble or foam. Uh And so people thought that their teeth weren't getting clean. Right. So the reason that our toothpaste bubbles and foams is because like they made it do that because we think of it because we think it's cleaning our we think of it as like soap we think of it as mouth soap yeah and so So but toothpaste doesn't have to bubble or foam Mm -mm. but it makes us think that it's doing its job i use the like thoroughly hippie toothpaste and ours doesn't really right it doesn't really foam but Mm -hmm. you know your mainstream toothpastes they're lying those bubbles are lies and every time (laughs) So every day, I think these bubbles are lying to me. <laughs> and that's I mean, they are just something that goes through my head every time I brush my teeth. And now so. it will for all of you. Well, I hope so. The bubbles are lying. Just they're little liars. Mm. There's lying in your mouth, making your mouth lie. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, it's just funny because now because we were talking about soap and you're saying lie so many times. And I'm thinking <laughs> of lie. <laughs> Like L-Y-E. L-Y-E. Which you definitely should not put in your mouth. Do not. Under any circumstances. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't put it in there. Anyway, so now you know. 
about my stupid sunglasses and my well just so you know problems. i have you've inspired me to buy to also buy a ridiculous pair of sunglasses buy them i'm so excited i've never had a pair of prescription sunglasses and i'm going to get some you have and, to how, uh, how do you not have sunglasses i just never got prescription ones it always so you seemed just like a lot of extra when money. you're outside where wear a hat if i'm outside okay but like in my car i can definitely admit that I've probably burned my retinas yeah. more than I needed to. You need sunglasses when you live here. The sun hits different. People don't believe me. And then they visit Arizona and they're like, the sun hits different. <laughs> it does. No, it, do- I, it does. Listen, I've lived in many places and it it's why <laughs> if it didn't hit differently, it wouldn't be so hot. We would be <laughs> in a lush rainforest. <laughs> right. Yeah. The sun is, you got to come with sunglasses and sunscreen. Or it's going to hurt you. Hat. Yeah. Wear a hat. Wear a hat. Bring your water. So much more water than you think you need. Drink twice as much as you think you need. And if you're like, listen, I know what to do when I come to a desert. (laughs) Just let us have this. It's what we have. We haven't seen a cloud. Warning you about the heat is what we have. We haven't seen a cloud in six months. Okay. So, you know. Somebody the other day was like, oh, our snow's melting. And I was like, we're in the pool. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> we have though, different lives. Though the last few days has been very nice. Yeah, and here we are talking down. about weather again. Okay, but. I'm going to keep. We're old. <laughs> and like weather is not like a good talk. Like it's not good conversation for a podcast. Because even no. then when it comes out, like. The weather's going to be different. The weather's not going to be that. Whatever. Just so you guys know, I'm swimming next week. So. Ha. In your ridiculous oh. sunglasses. In my ridiculous sunglasses. Well, I look forward to seeing them. <laughs> I look forward to showing you when they get here from China. <laughs> they were $20. Oh, wow. That's how I like mine. Anyway, that's my story. $20. <laughs> they, it seems like they get lost easily. I've never, pretty much never owned a pair of sunglasses. Maybe like three pairs in my what? entire life. How is that possible? Because I would have to find ones that like fit over my glasses. Yes, I was that nerd, and I was. Fine I did with that it. for a while because I'm so cheap. Right, <laughs> that's exactly it. I'm I like I'm at the CVS yeah. down here in the corner. When I used to hike all the time, I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I totally got the glasses, the old person glasses that you put over your glasses. Yeah, the shields. I just found some that just like fit. <laughs> yeah. And if you were further away, you wouldn't know. If you got close, you could definitely tell. But yeah, and if you're up close with me, you better be my friend. Right. And if you're not my friend, I'll probably never see you again. So why would I spend $300 <laughs> on prescription sunglasses to impress you? I wouldn't. That's that's another lie they've been telling you. <laughs> Lies. Stop trying to impress your stranger strangers and stop trying to wash your teeth with... <laughs> bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> You heard it here. Anyway, what's your name? Who are you? Oh, I'm Joy. That's right. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And we've probably said enough. <laughs> Have a good week. Um, You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. You can join Book Club at patreon.com slash theologians. You get a 10% off discount at our store, which is at shopsheologians.com, and we have new stuff coming, so get excited. Um, okay, so today we are going to talk about, <laughs> well, <laughs> I bet there's some people that find this ironic. We're going to talk about maturity. We're going to talk about being mature. Yes, we are. 
And why would some people find that funny? I don't know because we just well, talked yeah. about sunglasses and toothpaste, and some people just think if you have a good time, you must not be very mature. And you know, that sounds boring. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I started having less fun when we were talking about those people. <laughs> so. <laughs> One of our major encouragements to our listeners is don't be a bummer. Yeah. Don't. If someone is talking about their sunglasses. Just let them. Just, just care for a about second. their weather. Just enjoy the sun. Who are you to know. be the one? Like, this, don't this be a bummer. conversation is not meeting my needs. <laughs> That's a bummer. We also talk about things like philosophy. So <laughs> I don't... <laughs> It can't all be philosophy. It sometimes it has to be sunglasses, okay? All philosophy all the time. Anyway, um this was <laughs> your idea, so I'm going to let you take oh, it away. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you guys could have seen her face. <laughs> Why was this my idea? Um cuz somebody was reading the Bible. Yeah, I had I just <laughs> someone <laughs> out there. <laughs> Um, I just think we've mentioned the word maturity yeah, a few times and usually it's sure. in relation to like forgiveness mm. Um, usually well so maturity the it church. should rightly be associated with um, the things of God right mm. mm-hmm. like if like you should it, you should a mature person to me is a person who um, exhibits that they have had experience in an area or pra- they're practiced in an area to where mm-hmm. they sort of just behave in that practiced way. Yeah. Um, like they are like, they're practiced in holiness. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, and there are many different... Uh, anything really (laughs) anything uh whether it's being practiced in truthfulness hospitality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh wisdom obviously Mm -hmm. of course comes with maturity Uh, like christian maturity to me means you have practiced Mm -hmm. obedience and it shows i like that you've practiced obedience (laughs) and it shows um and so obviously like mm-hmm. you can't there's nothing you can do that um makes you like more saved right uh but maturity should be um it should be considered a compliment to be called yeah mature as a believer right um and, and I think it, being mature nowadays is is uh an insult like right we don't we don't we think if you're old, you're less valuable. If you're like physically old right. and mature in the things of life that you are probably boring and or stupid. Yeah. And we also treat maturity in the faith as something that's entirely optional and probably not that fun. Right. And we may, we joke about like, I can't adult today, but there are, it, there's an entire generation of people that truly don't ever adult if you want to make well, that a yeah, verb. Because now, now a lot of times you see, like, we don't want maturity and 
um well so like the world would kind of see a form of maturity and just having experienced a lot of different types of things mm. like i have experienced other places and other right. food and other uh-huh. and i have all kinds of relationships with all different types of people um mm-hmm. uh that's not that's not maturity mm-hmm. um and i also th- i guess mainly the the big reason why i wanted to talk about it is because um a lot of us are so immature mm-hmm. and maturity or immaturity can mm-hmm. so immaturity can reveal areas that you need discipleship in mm-hmm. and maturity can indicate who you should go to for that <laughs> yeah um mm-hmm. Obviously, with some extra things in there. Like, if you're a female, you should... If you're an immature female, you should go to a mature female for your discipleship. Titus Um, 2. There's a few little things in there. But for the most part, if you're immature in an area Mm -hmm. and you can can just look at someone Mm -hmm. who's not like you in that area Mm -hmm. and say, oh, like, I should try to be... Um, more like that or I should ask for instruction and there's nothing wrong with being immature in the faith there's something wrong with staying immature yeah in the faith yes and that's that's not the same thing necessarily uh so when Paul talks about well I guess I shouldn't say Paul well um how about we go when the New Testament talks about you know, going from milk to meat in terms of understanding doctrine. Right. It's not just saying, you know, cram all this knowledge in your head. It's, right. It is assumed that as you grow up into doctrine, that your orthodoxy and your orthopraxy are growing together, that you are living out a faith in your behavior. Maturity that is, also is the fruit mature. of sanctification. Right. Mm-hmm. Like right, and I think the world. So since the world doesn't value maturity, uh, and in in many cases it actually rewards immaturity. Mm-hmm. Immature behavior is seen as you know fun and carefree, and we should all strive to be more like that, or even just self actualize. Like I think one of the most immature things you can do from a biblical standpoint is to be ruled by your emotions. Right. That is the crowning jewel. That's the crown jewel of today. today. And today. Yeah. Like it's, that (laughs) is what you should attain to be. Absolutely. Today. And it's in my mind, it's the total opposite. Right. I don't know if this is relevant to the discussion at all, but I'm going to say it. It just, it strikes me that God created the world mature. So God did not put a bunch of like, Adam wasn't a baby. He was a man. Well, and can we have this conversation that we oh. don't... Okay, this is totally like okay. a little bit of an aside. Great. Matthew and I were having this conversation this week, but... Okay. Because of our... Or because of sort of the standard upbringing mm-hmm. in the Darwinian evolution mm-hmm. model, mm-hmm. I want everyone to just think for a second that like... Adam was like a reasonable man. Yeah. Oh, and he was a communicator. He wasn't, he wasn't, uh, dumb. Nope. Or less evolved. No, he was no, he wasn't exactly. And we sometimes like, we know that we know that we know that, Yeah. but sometimes we like, don't, we act like he was some dummy. Like, or we do that even with with like 
historical oh, yeah. tribes and stuff. Oh yeah, we just think but, they're so stupid. But they're not. They had they had systems of building, of farming. Yeah. They had relationship. I was just thinking yeah. the other day, we we were talking about this because it came up in the Bible reading challenge, but like so the civilization that got wiped out in the flood, their technology I mean, right. I don't think we, we just, know how we great just it have, was. We have different kinds of technology, but their now. technology was great. Yes, because I look at the pyramids. Right. Look at what they were able to design and build. I mean, right. and execute like flawlessly. We're talking about people who lived. Adam was like 930 when mm-hmm. he died. Can you imagine if you were extremely healthy and lived for almost a thousand years? what you could accomplish. Now think about if all the humans walking around right. on earth were hundreds and hundreds of years old right? and intelligent and able-bodied. Think about what you would, that kind of civilization would be capable of. Right. But we think of them as stupid or right. like, Oh, uh, you know, they didn't have iPhones. So they're just kind of idiots. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, if you had 930 years, we think of them as like standing around looking at a fire <laughs> Right. What? Right. Well, that's because that's what the evolutionary model says. But we know from scripture that that's not true. So get rid of that. And they were trying. They got together and tried to build a tower to heaven. Right. I bet it was really big, you guys. And there is a whole (laughs) philosophical underpinning to why they wanted to build that. that. Yeah. And and they all spoke the same language. Right. Can you imagine if people were living a thousand years, they were able-bodied and they all spoke the same language. They were, they had technology. I mean, they did like, not like we think of it, but they had technology and they had amazing technology right. Their and technology they were intelligent. Is even, there's even people alive on the planet today that have vastly different technology from us. But like, mm-hmm. consider that there are certain types of technology that are amazing just because there, everything is entirely handmade with resources that are readily found right. in the surrounding area. Right. When's the last time you went outside and like you were able to dug do up, something with dug me. up the components <laughs> right. of a microchip? Right. And put, and so it is a different kind of technology. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, all I just to say <laughs> it really made me think. Yes. Like, uh huh. It really made me. It made me realize there is some weird swirling, like. Darwinian evolution things mm-hmm. like still floating around mm-hmm. and just get rid of those get rid of them remind yourself and right. think about how amazing and cool it is that right. God man has always been reasonable yes God God made man a in his image functioning human thinking, being yeah there was no like me make fire me hit animal on head Adam like, walked with God yeah he was smarter than you. And he's made in the image of him. <laughs> he's made in the image God of God. God was never like, we'll see when you graduate from cave paintings to... <laughs> right. That the didn't pe- the point is, is people who who, who, who created p- cave paintings right. were not... Right. They were also... Think about they it. They were also not primitive. Who did we get the Genesis account from? Right. The guy who was there so anyway in the garden I'm just we just brought anyway, that up just to i was just thinking about the maturity just to help you god like, made a mature universe right. okay so people say like what came first the chicken or the egg like the chicken 
the, right. the chicken did God made because it. and it's not a problem if you believe <laughs> the chicken or the egg is not a problem when you believe in a god who can create something from Ex nothing hello yeah <laughs> like and then in genesis one it says like god said let the land produce vegetation seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their kinds and it was so the land produced vegetation plants bearing seed so god already built into creation how the trees and the plants were going to perpetuate themselves they had seeds Mm -hmm. okay um and god didn't pluck little baby adam out of the ground and just leave him leave him there you know some newborn just laying on the like he was a man he made the man Mm -hmm. he didn't make the baby Right. Adam was a man in the garden and Eve was a woman in the garden. They were mature. And I just in this conversation, whether it's relevant or not, <laughs> I just can't help but think that like when God made man, he made them. They were mature. They were fully grown. Um, and all of that to say um, another side note is I I think you're either a child or an adult. The whole teenage thing, I don't see that in scripture. Anyway, that might be a whole other discussion. Um, <laughs> oh, the voicemails you're going to oh, get. 470-465-0475. <laughs> I wanted to think about, so what are some of the marks of being a real adult in the faith? Well, and so that's the thing. That's what I... There are some... Oh, so one of the big things is the emotional, emotionally led, being emotionally led or your emotions running. So your emotions run you. Self-control. Yes. So that means you feel. You don't think. You feel. Yeah. (laughs) You feel. And then those things come flying out of your mouth, which exposes what's in your heart. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a huge sign. Mm Um. And all, that pretty much encompass that encompasses a lot of it for me. It encompasses mm-hmm. ungracious assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, it it uh, encompasses. I mean, even so, like even in in like reading scripture, mm-hmm. there is a maturity that is required, which is why you're supposed to be discipled in the Word, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to have someone overseeing you. And teaching you in addition to you reading the Bible. Because the Bible, reading, going to the Bible and acting like it's not a certain type of book to be read in a certain way with certain mm-hmm. historical contexts, mm-hmm. original meanings that may have not totally 100% translated over. Thinking that you can just come to that and mm-hmm. crack it open and read it like a Dr. Seuss book mm-hmm. is immature. Yeah, It's unaware of your own standing. Yeah. In front of a mm-hmm. historical book. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and so uh, I think we display we display immaturity a lot with the word when we just like so taking you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. People taking scriptures out of context that don't actually mean yeah. what they're saying. Right. And what they're saying is like, oh, yeah, I'm sure this just means what I feel like it means. Right. Or what makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, and it's totally uh outside of the realm of how should i read this mm-hmm. what is this mm-hmm. where did this book come from what mm-hmm. is this you know what is the context of this book mm-hmm. um and i think that immaturity misreading the text and not accepting instruction in your reading 
of the text is what has I think that is like one of the huge contributing factors to like why we even are like why the Christian church is the way it is right right now. Right. Um, and it's because we were just always fed mm. little sermons with one verse. Yep. And then the whole like and you're not I'm not talking about <laughs> one verse and they're walking through it piece by piece. Right. I'm talking about one verse and then a topical sermon surrounding tangentially related right, right. to the verse. And a lot of times almost on the borderline of like a mm-hmm. a motivational speech right. about how great you are. Right. Based, what I mean by that is some scriptures were were never touched, mm-hmm. um, and so I think there is there there's a lot to think about mm-hmm. in terms of maturity. Uh, but I honestly think the, so. The big ones for me um, are scripture reading, mm-hmm. and that that can also even go to just like you your self discipline, the discipline you have in study um, and reading itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being led by emotions. your emotions. Mm-hmm. So either the assumption mm-hmm. that basically being led by your emotions, your assumption there is that you know everything right. instantly and right. that you're omniscient. Right. So someone says something to you and you know exactly the ins and the outs of it. Right. What they meant, what they said, what they, and what actually and you know that what they said <laughs> was blah 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 i i will give you an example um obviously i'm not sharing names don't know the guy's name we got an email um jeff a long long time ago was asked um what he thought about contraceptives being used between husbands and wives Mm. why wives 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 (laughs) and he um he was being candid and he said that he thought it would be weird for like yep. two people who are married to sure. uh, obstruct, like put a barrier yep. between them. So I received an email this past week. Um, uh, and if this story is true, it really is very tragic, but someone who from a very young age had hemophilia and oh. due to some accident contracted HIV oh. and you know, like, yeah. A horrible situation yeah. that you would never want to happen to anybody. Right. But his immaturity had him watch that video mm. of Jeff say that it's weird. Mm. And he was unable yeah. to consider that Jeff was speaking to a, a normal, um, statistically normal <laughs> And statistically prevalent mm-hmm. type of husband and wife right. that had not been involved in some sort of horrible accident. Right. You know, and that's what I mean. Yep. Someone uh, that's an that's just an example. I'm not getting down on this guy. I right. don't even know him. Right. Um, but the point is, is that that is an example of something we see all the time. It might be an example of something we do all the time. Um, yeah. But it is basically the inability. So it he felt he felt this feeling yeah and maybe there's some justification in how that guy felt because it according to his story it was totally outside of his control that this happened to him sure and that's horrible yeah you know um but he was unable to make that distinction to make a distinction that is obvious right 
Jeff doesn't know this guy. Right. I don't know this guy. Right. He doesn't know. He didn't say, I think it's weird for hemophiliacs with HIV (laughs) to wear a condom (laughs) with their wife. Anyway, I don't want to get explicit. But that's a great example. Right. um, Of someone who's on. And you hopefully that speaks for itself right i know you guys probably anyone listening can think of an example right um and maybe i'm not so much asking for you to think of an example that somebody else did maybe it is better that we focus on ourselves or try to think of an example (laughs) right that maybe you where you were behaving um i know that i have behaved i have been very immature at certain Mm -hmm. points in my in my faith mm-hmm. and I have, there have been times when I, where I have been consumed mm-hmm. by the church's inability to meet all of my, my needs. needs. Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that because in my list of things that I was, that I would write of, if I was going to describe what does it look like to be mature, the top of my list would be somebody who is not easily riled up. Right. And, and, I explain this to my kids all the time where I say, listen, the difference, the the difference that needs to exist between you and a two year old is that you need to be, you need to be able to handle disappointment. Mm -hmm. You need to, if something isn't going your way, if you're not getting something that you want, the difference between you and a two year old is that big girls and big boys can handle that feeling that you're having right. of disappointment. They can handle it without lashing out. They can handle it without being irrationally angry. Mm-hmm. They definitely handle it without throwing a fit. Um, that they is, even, yeah. That Sometimes is, you <laughs> handle it by just shutting your mouth and dealing with your emotions <laughs> eternal, internally. <laughs> Not being easily riled is one of the big marks right. of growing up. Like you should, if you are 25 years old and you cannot handle the slightest offense to your pride or whatever, you never grew up. Right. Uh, And that's a problem. Uh, Another one that's super related is I would say it is our responsibility as uh, those who are mature in the faith to be difficult to offend. Like if you are constantly offended... That is a sign of selfishness, mm-hmm. which again is not is immaturity. Saying I'm the center of the universe, right? Everyone's People, against everyone me. needs to be aware of how more aware of how I'm feeling. You know, that's what everybody needs. But ev- my life would be better if you all just cared about my feelings some more, right? <laughs> um, you know, listen to how ridiculous you sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that is something that. Just as a a normal progression of growth from an infant to an adult, you should be able to see these marks in your life of becoming more and more difficult to offend. And the reason why that's a sign of maturity is because it's a sign of somebody who has correct priorities, priorities that are not based on my feelings, right. priorities that align with reality. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a sign of growth. And you'll see that. If you're doing your job right and your kids, you'll there right. should be right over time, less and less fit throwing, mm-hmm. less and less of these, less and less of me centered behaviors and attitudes. Um, 
And another thing that goes along with that, and you already mentioned it, is a sign of maturity is being able to know when to be quiet and when to speak up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's not all just like this, like, diplomatic silence. Yeah, no, there's time. (laughs) Maturity knows when to speak up. Right. Maturity knows when to let grace cover something, let love cover something. Mm-hmm. Maturity knows when this needs to be confronted and it knows how to, to confront it. Uh, and that is a sign of somebody who definitely has been in the word and who has right priorities and is practicing self-control and is practicing thoughtfulness about situations, like thinking deeply about something right. before taking an action. I mm-hmm. mean, that, you know, think, think of little kids. They just, they just, they just do mm-hmm. right. <laughs> like they're doing and feeling. Yeah. Uh, and your job as a parent is to teach them how to think and feel and do right. Right. But think first right? as you're feeling and as you're doing the thinking needs to be there. And that need that's something that you have to teach them. Mm-hmm. Uh, to you have do. to teach them to look at the cotton ball and think that is not a marshmallow. Right. <laughs> right. Assess <laughs> situations and act properly. Priorities are a big, big one here. You know, what's the priority of a two year old to get what they want? Yeah. Hopefully the priority of a 20 year old is a little bit more complex and entirely different. Um, Maybe not largely today. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, we are called. We are called. To not be that way. Right. Right. And, I, you know, all, so many of these things that not being easily riled, not being easily offended, thinking deeply instead of acting would correct so many issues in our personal lives and our marriages and our parenting and our churches. Uh knowing when to speak and when not to speak is definitely something that all humans, but we're talking to women, women have a really hard time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, mind, we, we joke and we say mind your own business, but man, if that is not a guiding principle in your life, you're going to be in a lot of pain. And, and adulting is going to be, really hard Mm -hmm. uh you know i see online all the time i saw online someone yesterday or this morning i forget who you know was having a rough day in her mothering and just decided to let all of facebook know like here's a picture of me almost crying my kids are in the back seat being jerks and it was just like this (laughs) this is how not to adult right this is how not to use your mouth to glorify God. This is how not to show love and honor to your children. This is the sign of immaturity because it. this is not when to speak. Uh, you're clearly being very easily riled. You're clearly yeah. offended that you have to deal with your kids. Um, and now you're being totally inappropriate and thoughtless by letting the whole world know. Right. And this goes back to something that we've been saying a lot, which is what kind of counsel, comfort, advice, encouragement, where you look for it reveals what you really want. Well, and that can reveal an element of maturity. Right. How, how much are you willing to examine Mm -hmm. yourself 
Mm-hmm. Are anytime you're ever thinking over some sort of difficult thing, mm-hmm. are you just throwing it out on Facebook to right. see if people will engage in the drama or commiserate with you? Right. Um, or when you are you asking a question to your one single friend, mm-hmm. maybe up your pastor in a counseling appointment maybe you know Mm -hmm. maybe it's a group of ladies Mm -hmm. uh are you willing to hear that you were the problem Mm -hmm. in that situation and and actually is your investigation and examination at the heart of it is is the heart of it for you to discover if it was you right right did i do it was your goal mm-hmm. to discover if you were as holy and obedient as you could possibly be. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot now what we want to do is just be like, well, you know, Jesus, we all just we all just need Jesus. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Are you seeking Jesus if you're busy writing a novel on Facebook about right. how like, hard your life is? Right. Is that? And that's that is the weird standard we have confused the weird sort of common cultural Christianity standard Mm -hmm. with the actual biblical standard. Mm -hmm. We are actually called to be mature. Mm -hmm. We are called Mm -hmm. to look different Mm -hmm. and it won't be easy. I think because of, because of how we've been living for the past few decades, it seems like it should be easier Mm-hmm. than it actually is mm-hmm. right and my question if is if you're the mom at home having that day are you praying to god before complaining to your husband right because it's super easy to have a bad attitude and then get on the phone with your husband and be like this this and this 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 and this then no, 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 no. Or your husband comes home and the very first thing he hears is your bad attitude. But it's like you have a father in heaven who is intimately acquainted with everything you're dealing with. Do you are you taking these burdens to him right. in prayer? Because it's fine. You're, you know, tell your husband about your day. Go for it. Well, uh, and ultimately, like having a bad attitude might be immature. Like you said, it's. Our issue is not that it's a problem to be immature, but to stay to stay immature. immature the tree, <laughs> the tree that doesn't produce any fruit, literally is not maturing. <laughs> right. There is a pro- a maturing progression <laughs> mm-hmm. that seeds that anything that flowers and produces a seed and a fruit mm-hmm. uh, <coughs> plants, um, <laughs> <laughs> they have to go through this. Um, mm-hmm. So if nothing is ever appearing in your life then you are you are a plant that cannot produce anything you're immature it's not yeah this this episode is absolutely not our weapon handed to you sure to showcase how immature everyone around you is no because there are people that need to hear well I know of someone that once told another person, if you really believe that that's what the Bible is saying, then you need to stop reading the Bible alone right now. (laughs) 
what did they need to do instead? What was that advice? Do and do. So don't you're if this is what you're reading when you read the Bible alone, then you need to do. You what? need to be discipled in yeah. scripture reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get with and, others. <laughs> and do you know what the person? How the person responded? No. How? He said, "Okay, right." And so mm-hmm. his. So <laughs> immaturity led this other person to say, you shouldn't be reading your Bible alone. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. the immature party here mm-hmm. said, okay. Okay. Right. Yes. So we should be, if when we are around more mature believers, we should be good listeners and ready to take their right. advice. So this is not just a matter of like, don't like get a stamp that says immature and a stamp that says mature and just like go around. Like <laughs> That's not the point. You get the this point one. <laughs> of this episode is not for you to just like identify it. Right. Well, it's identify it and then do something about it. Right. So if you're an immature believer, how you grow is through the means of grace that God has given scripture, prayer, church, other believers. Yeah. These are the things that that are going that God is going to use to grow you in the faith. And if you are a mature believer, you need to be ready and willing to be around the immature believers, to love them, bear with them, be patient with them, and pour into them and help them grow. That is also your job as a parent. You are to love them, bear with them, pour into them, and help them grow. We, we, so mature, immature, and you know what? I, even mature believers need other mature believers oh, and I have, need immature. I have areas where I am def, I could tell you, like, right today. Yeah. That I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm st- I still have a long way to go. You need to always be if you've been in the faith for a long time, there's still ways that you need to grow. And and maybe the ways that you need to grow is by being around immature believers. Right. You know, something I've well, noticed yeah, about Yeah, I want it was definitely going to I wanted to talk about how it's important we see I think we there's a we're lacking in that area. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. some reason like yeah. you punch your ticket when mm-hmm. you're a certain Mm-hmm. age or a certain maturity level right and then you sort of just check out right really you're supposed to be pouring super involved and growing still you're not you've yeah. never arrived right in your yeah. spiritual walk and yeah. you know one thing i think should be humbling is i've been around a lot of young believers lately and something that's really humbling for me is how how much they want to learn right they're so hungry and sometimes one of the dangers of being older in the faith is that you lose your hunger right you think you've been fed and you don't need it anymore and you you just can't learn anymore about this Mm -hmm. and now well that's a sign of immaturity (laughs) you definitely have more growth to do yeah um and those young believers that are like they're there and they're listening and they're hungry and they want more like that is something that is humbling to me because it is refreshing to see people that are teachable right. and who want to grow and you know it's a blessing to those that have been in the faith longer to be around that because at the end of the day your difficult friends are a blessing to you. Right. Like they're teaching you something. God has them in your life for a reason. And you should think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Like when I have had to bear with someone difficult, God is using that to grow me to look more like him. Right. So even in that situation where it might seem like, 
the more mature person exists more for the immature person, that's not true. Uh, um, and I mean, man, parenting will really right show you that. Like, sure, my kids would die without me, but man, are they also a tool in God's hand to grow me? And it's the same with mature and immature believers in the faith. I feel like I just talked for a really long time. Oh, it's okay. Anyway. Uh, great. Yes. I feel very strongly about this. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you've never arrived. Like, there's never a point where you're like, well, I've definitely read the Bible enough. Right. Got it all. Yeah. I'm good. I've yeah. really <laughs> nailed this one. Well, like you said, when you hit that point, you've entered <laughs> a new weird area to be immature in. Yeah, that, that you're you... being immature yeah. in. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I just hope that we would... I just want to like encourage anyone who's listening. Yeah. I guess there's kind of two sides, which is that like, if you're immature, um, pursue maturity. Yeah. And if you're mature in some ways, Mm -hmm. uh, pursue the development of Mm -hmm. people who are immature. Mm hmm. How can you, you bring them along with in you in some way? Mm-hmm. How can you bless them and and just know that that actually requires a different level of maturity. So if you are mature, mm-hmm. caring for someone and being attentive to someone, mm-hmm. especially someone who may be more needy, mm-hmm. is going to sanctify you oh, in a yeah. way that you weren't before. Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. Yeah. Big, big, big time. And so there are things, yeah, like you said, there is no, well, this, none of this is about us. Right. None of it is about us. Like our, our maturity and our faithfulness Mm -hmm. is, is for us in a way, but it's Mm -hmm. to glorify God and in a, in an entire timeline Mm -hmm. sense, Mm -hmm. we should just be, we're just like the foot soldiers. Right. And so like we're supposed to be mature and faithful Mm -hmm. and willing to equip Mm -hmm. others and be investing in the development of the people around us. Mm -hmm. I think at at the risk of sounding like a stick in the mud, I'm not trying to be a bummer. Okay. But I think this whole idea of just not being able to adult today I don't think it's benign I don't think that it's like it's not neutral Mm -mm. uh choosing not to act like an adult when you're an adult is sin uh adults are to act like adults and we are told to be grown up in the faith and we're told to carry ourselves a certain way. We're told not to be lazy. We're told not to be gluttons. We're told not to live for our own pleasure or Mm. entertainment. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a sweatpants day that you watch movies with your kids. That's fine. I am all for that. Uh, But you, you are to carry yourself in such a way as to be above reproach. And that does have a meaning and a standard that's based on God and his character and who he is right. and what he's told us to do. And so when people say things like, 
you know, well, I'm burnt out or I'm this or I'm that. One question I ask is like, well, do you rest on the Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Do you, or do you rest on Sunday? Do you take a day a week to rest and worship? Um, are you, are you planning ahead so that there are times right. in the day when you can sit down yeah. and rest? There are times that we like give ourselves a free pass when it would be just, it would actually be just as easy to just say, yeah, I did not do that right very well today. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the, I know the example I used in previous episodes was like, yeah, I did not do our laundry and now none of us have underwear. Right. Like there doesn't, we don't need to create, like we don't need to create a whole persona of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> But was underwear is like overrated anyway. Like we <laughs> right. don't need to dismantle <laughs> underwear. It's just it's easier to just say, yeah, I did I not drop the ball. Yeah, I and did I'm not do fix that. It. And I need I do need to prioritize my family having underwear. I do need to prioritize church filing my taxes. I do <laughs> and doing what the I paying what the IRS right. says. I need to I need to make sure that if I if I need to like if when I get married, I need to go get a marriage certificate and do certain things to make sure everything is right by the book. Mm-hmm. I need to do we are required of things. Yeah. Um and just because something is not explicitly or legally or biblically required you don't have to be so fast to give yourself a free pass. Mm-hmm. You can just be fast to, to say like, man, I need to not do that. I need to plan my time better. Yeah. Maybe I need to, maybe if I know a mature believer that is just on it with her meal planning, maybe I can get together with her, get talk some to counsel her. from her. Maybe I can figure out right. like, you know, I notice like my friend's kids do more chores than my kids. Maybe I should, like, yeah, you know, like talk to my husband and see uh-huh. if they should be more helpful or yeah, it's just it's more mature to s- admit, just say, yeah, man, like I really did mess I that up. I haven't been taking care of this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now then, I'm going to do it. And then see. You don't to- have to drag that feeling out. Right. If you truly have been, uh, <laughs> if you've been a sluggard. If you've been a glutton, if you've been a bad steward of your finances, all of these things, Mm -hmm. what you don't need to do is like get a whip and like hit your back every day for the next 30 days until you feel sufficiently bad and down on yourself enough. And then you can maybe, maybe you'll try better next month once the lashes have healed. That's not what you need to do is repent Get obedient now. Yeah. Be in right relationship with God. And now you don't have to carry that anymore. And you can move forward with wisdom mm-hmm. and obedience and faithfulness. Yes. You can do that right now. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean the consequences of right. being a sluggard or being a glutton yeah, or whatever. if you don't pay your taxes for several years, there are still going to be consequences. Part of your walking in obedience is going to be dealing with those consequences right. but you can do that without guilt shame lashing yourself whatever right. you know you might be inclined to indulge in right and you can just faithfully joyfully say okay lord 
today I'm walking in obedience in this thing and mm-hmm. give me the strength and the grace to do it. Yeah. And that is how you be mature in the faith. Um, and so I just think if we had churches full of Christian women doing this, that it would really change the culture. Mm-hmm. Like really. Instead of having a lot like instead of personifying this weird like hot mess christian mom yeah and that's what, normalizing that yeah let's that's not what we normalize do that we normalize it yeah anything that we do that is unappealing to ourselves yeah we attempt to normalize right so that we don't have to feel bad but like you just said right. you don't have to feel bad you don't have that's no. not that's <laughs> not a point that's not like a contingency of maturity feeling feeling bad for extended periods of time is also immature (laughs) wallowing Um, yes self-pity all of these are immature this is not that is not how to walk faithfully with and if you and you don't see here's another example that maybe hit a little harder than being bad at doing your laundry instead of creating um a culture in your church where people just need to vent and talk about what they've been going through Mm -hmm. So instead of becoming this person, instead of creating a persona where it is okay, and it's actually maybe even like a little like scandalous, but in a good Mm. way Mm. to have a woman that just like tells you what she thinks and just bears it all. Like Uh maybe when there's gossip in your church or when you speak too quickly and you say something rash or mean or unthinking, Maybe just apologize. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you move on. Venting is a nice word for complaining to right. anyone. But who that's will what listen. we do. That's what we have done. <laughs> we've taken right. we've taken the sinful woman that will destroy your yeah. church. She will dismantle it brick by brick. And we have turned it into this little like it's ah, a personality. And she's just like, you know, that's just kind of the person she is. Like Hot Mess Express. So you know, it's just not- in case you thought it was just about folding laundry, it's really not. <laughs> right. It's not. This is <laughs> this is a dumb example that we hope paints a bigger picture for you right. to apply. Yes. But yeah, no, venting is just a nice word for complaining. Right. Uh and And it's a nice if it involves someone else, it's a nice word for gossiping. Right. And let's think about like how many times have you read a post that started with, I just need to vent. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> Who told no who who told you? Who told you you have to do the that? world. Is that the world told me I just need oh, to react emotionally it's, it's to what the, just happened to me. It's the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, venting. Oh yeah. And self control? Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. hold on. <laughs> Bears all things. Believes oh, all yeah. things, yeah, hopes okay. all things. Don't worry yeah. about that part. Just vent it. Right. Just every thought you have, just make sure to say it out loud. Yeah. No, it is your glory to overlook an offense. And anyway, we could go on and on about that topic. Maybe we'll do that in another episode. Oh, will no. we? Oh. It's almost like we already planned it oh, out. Oh, what? <laughs> go out and be mature today. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else to tell them about that? No. No. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Hit up uh, shopsheologians.com. Buy yourself a t-shirt. Something like that. Oh, that music really started. <laughs> well, it's Woo. sending me right out. Have a good week. See you yeah. all next week. Yeah. <laughs>